Cassie Jo Stoddart was a 16-year-old girl from a small town called Pocatello, Idaho. She had big dreams of becoming a lawyer and putting the bad guys away. One regular night, she decided to help out her aunt and uncle by dog-sitting for their family, and she would meet an unexpected and gruesome fate. We're your hosts, Helen Allen and Sherry Ferreira. This is The Chalk Line. Good evening, everyone, and the highlights of the news this Thursday. Cassie Stoddard was born on December 21st, 1989. She was 16 at the time. Some of her interests include drawing and music. Her boyfriend's name was Matt Beckham. They were the same age, went to the same school, and she often hung around with some of his friends. Yeah, and um, so her plans for this specific weekend in question is she was going to house sit for her uncle and aunt. They were going out of town, and they had three cats and two dogs. Like a zoo. Literally, my mom's house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so they... She was going to go over with her boyfriend, Matt, and they had actually, like, mentioned it to two friends earlier in the week. Um, I guess that they were saying maybe, like, that they would have people over, but they weren't sure. Um, So once they get there that night, um, they invite these two guy friends of Matt's, Brian and Tori, Brian Draper and Tori Adamchek. Um. Brian Draper spent most of his childhood growing up in Utah, and then he moved to Pocatello, Idaho, and that's when he met Tori, and they kind of just became, like, these two friends, and they were both students at Pocatello High School, and they were both interested in films and started actually recording their own. Um, They were not necessarily Cassie's friends, but Cassie hung out with them because they were friends with her boyfriend, Matt, and, like, you just know how it goes. You hang out with your boyfriend's friends. Your boyfriend hangs out with your friends. Yeah. It's just the way it is. You all get together. But so, yeah, they were all the same age. Um, They were all 16 years old. Yeah. So the night is September 22nd, 2006, and Matt arrives around 6 p.m. Brian and Tori get there around 6.37-ish, and they're just hanging out. Cassie gives them a tour of the house, and they all settle down to watch Kill Bill Volume 2. Which is a great night in my boyfriend's opinion. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Um, the first thing he said, great volume, great volume. Yeah, any Tarantino movie he loves. So yeah. anyway, so yeah, they picked out that movie and then the four of them all sat down to watch it together. And about halfway through the movie, um, the boys, Brian and Tori, actually decide to leave. And they're like, yeah, we just like want to go see a movie at the movie theater instead, which is a little weird. Like, yeah. finish the movie you're watching. <laughs> yeah. You're not... You're going to just go pay for another movie? Okay. Weird. (laughs) Like, I just feel like if my friend got up in the middle of a movie and was like, hey, you guys, like, this has been cool, but I'm going to go to the movie theater. I'd be like, you're being a freak right now. (laughs) I'd be like, aren't we hanging out? Are we not having fun? We're literally hanging out right now. You're going to go pay $11 to not hang out with me? Cool. Cool. (laughs) Literally paying to ditch them. Like, you're paying (laughs) to do the same thing that we're doing right now, but without me? Cool. That's fine. Love that. A little bit after the boys left, the power goes out, and it was very dark inside the house, 
and Matt said that he felt somewhat scared and did not want to leave the living room, so he and Cassie just sort of stayed there and hung out. Matt notices that the dog was acting pretty strange and would just go into the kitchen area at the top of the stairs and bark a few times downstairs, then just go back into the living room. It was doing this several times. So Matt, naturally, good instincts, got the feeling that someone besides he and Cassie were in the house. Which, like, my immediate thing, whenever a dog is acting weird, I'm like, oh my god, there's a ghost. Yeah, because they have I don't, like... They're rumored to have that sense, but... I mean, listen, spoiler alert, it's not a ghost. (laughs) But, like... This isn't that episode. Good good on Matt for not assuming it's a ghost, because I'd be like, oh my god, the house is haunted. (laughs) But I don't think I would, like assume there's a person inside which that's my fault like i should (laughs) but i would just be like oh my god there's a demon downstairs like that's my problem immediately goes to supernatural that's fine (laughs) anyway so yeah they're both kind of like shaken up from this and they make sure to like turn on the light switches so that like they're all on so that they're like well aware when the power comes back and stuff um, they're smart too. I know they're just wow. they're they're good sixteen yeah. year olds. I wasn't. Oh I don't think I was that smart no. at sixteen. I'd light a I candle and be like, probably not. It is what it is, right? I mean, <laughs> I'm having a game night tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So then they end up like Matt calls his mom, and I guess he basically is like, "Hey, mom, like things are kind of freaky over here. Can I sleep over?" And to the at mom's first, credit, no. Yeah. At first, you listened to this and you were like. Oh, she's being a brat. Yeah. But I was like, okay, listen, put yourself in a mother's shoes. Your 16-year-old son is like, hey, I'm home alone with my girlfriend right now. Can I just, like, spend the night? I'd be like, you bet your ass you're not spending the night. And that's basically what his mom did. Like, she was like, yeah, no. And also, I'm coming to pick you up. Yeah, she was having none of this. She was like, the lights are out. Yeah, right. I'm on my way. Yeah, she's like, I don't buy it. But then, so she offers for Cassie to sleep over their house. Which, very sweet. Yeah, obviously really nice. But Cassie is this, like, responsible and noble 16-year-old. And she knows that she had made a commitment to her aunt and uncle. So she, like declines and she decides to stay at the house and just like do the job that she said she was gonna do yeah so eventually um matt does get picked up by his mom it was like 10 30 i want to say yeah um and also when he's getting picked up by his mom he calls tori one of the boys who were over earlier and Tori answers the phone, like, whispering, so Matt, like, can't really hear him. And he just kind of assumes, like, oh, yeah, like, they're at the movies, like they said, so no big deal. Some time goes by after Matt left and the lights go off again. Cassie is naturally scared and she decides to stay put and not investigate. She would be found two days later on the living room floor by her 13-year-old cousin. She had been stabbed to death 30 times and left there. As the detectives start investigating, they ask Matt if Cassie was alive when he left her. He confirms that when he left the house, she was still alive. The power was off and she was alone. So basically what had happened is during earlier when we had said that Cassie gave everybody like a tour of the home the two boys Brian and Tori had gone in and unlocked the basement door they then decided to quote unquote leave for the movies and they 
didn't go to the movie and they decided instead to basically just like park farther down the road and wait. They do end up going and entering the basement and they're just basically trying to scare Matt and Cassie. So they make like this loud noise to try to scare them, which doesn't work at all. I don't even know if they heard it, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, they're like, watching, they were finishing the movie. <laughs> like, literally, like they don't care at all. They just didn't. Anyway, so that was obviously a fail. It didn't really work. Then they find the circuit breaker and they cut the power. They just like, I don't know, cut the power is so dramatic. Yeah, they just also, like switch the switch that says like upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you've been near a circuit breaker before, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so they're hoping that like either Cassie or Matt would go downstairs and check on it. So this doesn't work either because Cassie and Matt have their wits about them. And they're like, uh, yeah, in horror movies, everybody who goes downstairs dies. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I don't know what in Brian and Tori's head was like... You'll see. They're just... uh, I can't... We'll get to it after. We'll get to it after. Yeah. So, anyway, they restore the power because I think maybe they had, like, heard Matt on the phone with his mom and they know that Matt is going to leave soon and they know that Matt's mom is going to be there. So, they restore the power and they just kind of wait it out until Matt leaves. Then, you know, the whole fiasco happens again where the power goes out and... They expect her to go downstairs and investigate, like we said, like a classic horror movie. And instead of doing that, she obviously stays put. And these guys, you know, the world's worst murderers decide we're bored and they go upstairs and just kill her in the living room rather than waiting it out. When they had said they were going to the movie theater, Brian and Tori just changed into dark clothing, gloves, and had these white masks. And they really believed that they were, like, doing this horror movie. It's very morbid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the only word that comes to mind. I It's, yeah, and I, I mean, it's morbid because somebody died here. But if they did not get away with killing someone, like, if, Someone did not actually die here. It would be the silliest display of two idiots. Like, it's almost like this. The most sad part about this is that Cassie, who is this like respectable, amazing girl, had to be killed at the hands of these bozos. Like, they are literally two scum of the earth obviously but they're just so dumb and I know I say this a lot because I think all of the killers that we cover on this podcast are dumb well because they got caught and also just like you know how it goes but and also I think every person who decides to murder other people is a freak but like at the end of the day these guys I can't wait to get into it they are so at their core dumb there is no other way to put it there is no sugarcoating it they literally have a very big lack of brain cells, I oh, think. Oh, of course. And a lot of that gets highlighted when the police do some investigating. Right. And the police will uncover some very interesting videotapes because Brian and Tori decided to make this their own horror movie. Next week, we are going to be taking some time off 
but we didn't want to do a week without an episode. So instead of leaving you guys high and dry, because we know like all of our listeners. (laughs) So interested. Everybody listening (laughs) really wants material from us. So um, just instead of leaving you guys with no episode, we decided to cut this one in half and make it a two-parter. Um, The second half is very exciting. It goes into all of the videos that these guys made and the police investigation and just everything that ensues from that. So stay tuned and you will get part two next week. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at the Chalkline Pod. Twitter at the Chalkline Pod. And be sure to check out our website. The link is in our Instagram bio. Tune in next Thursday for another story.